Welcome to the Inspired Wild Podcast, and I am your host, Trevin Stoltzfus. We are here on one of our favorite hunts. I'm sitting here in our box trailer, 16-foot box trailer that we use to charge batteries and store gear and when we're on a hunt. And uh, we are, I got Trav sitting across from me, AR, Aaron Ray, both Missouri boys. You've heard them if you've listened to our Whitetail Missouri podcast from last couple of years. And then Tanner Vernon, the infamous. You know what infamous means? More than famous. Really? The icon. Did you ever watch yeah. uh, <clears throat> Three Amigos? Yeah. I guess. It's you know? a male plane. <laughs> you know how it's a male plane? Anyway, um, yeah. We're here in Nebraska, which is just usually one of the highlights of the year because of the camaraderie that comes from this hunt. I'll kind of throw it out there as far as the lay of the land. It's it's really broken, kind of sand hills, a lot of yuccas, and a lot of sand burrs. We found out for sure, yeah. and uh, and then there's some ag, ag ground, mainly mule deer. There are some whitetail here, but mainly mule deer. And we we love this because we can camp right here. There's a little old trailer, homestead, shelter belt, whatever you want to call it, that's just down from the property. We popped up the old Davis tent, wall tent, and Trav and AR rolled in. Trav brought his shadow cruiser. His shadow cruiser. And, uh, and we're here. And we get up, and 10 minutes we're glassing bucks, in theory, if they're here. Um, in years past, this has been the hunt that we've made the Too Close for Comfort series that was in the fil Full Draw Film Tour and, of course, on the show um, with, I think, Baronio and I started hunting. Actually, I started hunting this with Sean Greathouse in 2014, I think. Um, Colt. Hosick with Go Light, who of course his son Canyon hunts turkeys. We we film him hunting turkeys, and if you've watched that, you've seen Canyon grow up to. He's bigger than I am. He used to be little little bitty, and now he's big. That's not saying a lot. But well, it's not. But we saw that coming. <laughs> yeah, he got out of sixth grade. So yeah, yeah. we just hung mountain out there. <laughs> so anyway. Thanks to Colt, he actually opened the door. This, uh, the initial ground that we started hunting was owned by the owner of Go Light. And then we were able to meet the neighboring uh, owner, real nice guy, and he let us hunt there. So we've kind of got, how many acres would you say? 3,000? Yeah, I mean, it's quite a bit. And it's, it's crazy because you can't sit one spot and see it all because it's so broken. And um, we've got a couple of different glassing spots that we, every morning, we, you know, split up. And especially with a group this big, we had, uh, at the beginning, we had a couple more camera guys. Levi Mayf Mayfield, which was, he's been here the whole time running camera. I've been trying to run camera. You've been helping running camera. But before that, we had Kyle and Corey, mm -hmm. Kyle Michael and Corey Rolla showed up and they ran camera for the first couple of days so it was real easy for us to split up and kind of uh 
kind of divide and, <laughs> and conquer and you guys would head to one side and AR and uh, I think was it Kyle that went with us the first day? No, it was Corey. Corey. Yeah, and anyway. It, it's no, kind it was of, Kyle. Was it Kyle? Kyle okay. first day. I, I've slept since then, so <laughs> you guys will keep me straight on the, on the stories. But I, what I want to do to open this up is, guys, you've seen the shows. You've seen the Too Close for Comfort series with us hunting mule deer. I invited you out because I really wanted to share this experience with you. You guys have been so awesome, you know, as we do all the Missouri stuff and, you know, partnering up on that and then being able to film Levi, seeing him grow up, and it's been fun. So I wanted to share this with you guys. For sure. Appreciate the opportunity. Oh, yeah, for sure. What What do you think? Now, now we're into the hunt. What do you what do you think of this type of spot and stock? Pray for high wind, you know all these things that you don't normally want. With hunting out here, the wind is our friend. And uh, yeah, what's your so? I'll throw it out to you guys. What do you think? Well, it's for one, it's not near as easy as y'all made it look on the last show. Yeah, it's but yeah. it seemed as if there was a few more few more bucks and stuff in the area but we definitely had our chances uh it's just a different style of hunting that we definitely wasn't used to the when you get into the moment you know a few different moves the things you think about you could have done different but we definitely had the what did we have i had two different stalks and you had two or three opportunities. We had our chances for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. And Tanner, this is the first time you actually have showed up to camp with the tag in your pocket. Yep. And yep. so you got a chance to jump in the action. We'll get to that here in a second. Um, let's talk about the first. Let's just go day by day and let's just kind of break down the day by day. I remember we were glassing. Well, I think, I think first, like when we got here and we're setting up camp, we went up and Trav and AR and I went up and set that bail blind up on the uh, alfalfa field up there. And I think that's when we kind of, like, we came back to camp after that and we hadn't seen <clears throat> a single buck. And from, that's kind of our first, that was our initial impression. And I think last year and every year prior, I mean, like you, when we got back to camp, you were you thought we were messing with you when we said we didn't see a single buck, and so that was kind of our initial like, hmm, crap, this is a little bit different than well, normal. So maybe. let's explain why we think it's different. Stand, you know, standing corn. There was not one field cut. Well, no, there, there was one field cut. Yeah, wasn't that the, the, <clears throat> on the? Of course, it's on the neighbors. <laughs> oh yeah, every that, time. Mm-hmm. And it was temps that were 90 yeah and standing corn we have hunted with standing corn but not this much standing corn yeah normally uh we came a little early it's we came this october 7th through the 12th um a lot of it was just syncing up schedules mm -hmm. and we know that one of the advantages of coming early is you don't have big groups of deer because the bucks aren't rutting they're not there's not you know 
a herd of 30 deer with a buck, two, three bucks and, and all these does. It's bachelor bucks here and a couple does here, ideally. But we just, this is the first year we didn't see the numbers. There was a lot of standing corn and there was a very limited water. I mean, the water sources are, they're not like, I feel like last year, all the tanks on the place were full and there's, there's there was there. even a the, the Two, pond, three. the the dry the 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 dry the dirt tank. What am I trying yeah. to say? Below the alfalfa field was full last year, and it's dry as a bone. Yeah, and I think there's three tanks, and I think only two of them. <clears throat> there there may be more than three. There may be four, um, but only two of those are in a pasture where there's no cows, and there's a lot of cows on the one side, and I don't. I just think that's kind of keeping a lot of the deer away from that side so you're just you're down to basically two tanks that don't have cows on them and i think that's probably a a pretty big reason of why we weren't getting into or why the deer weren't all on here like they were last year how many deer do you guys think you saw over there when you were by the windmill glass in the first morning in deer in the corn didn't you say like you saw 30 deer or so mm. We saw a bunch of does, I think. Yeah, and in the three bucks. Yeah. At two least small three. bucks. There was, yeah. And probably, I mean, the whole field looked like it was covered up, but. Yeah, there was I probably. I mean, my guess would be 20, you know, 20, 24, 25 head, but. In the standing corn. In the standing corn, and they were the first light, and then they come down to the canyon we were glassing and i watched i think tanner had went around to another farther he wanted to go out on follow the spine or the ridge and look further east mm-hmm. and i sat there and i guess that would that was actually the second morning we was at the windmill mm-hmm. first morning first we were up we were at, at the top above the and I, we seen the buck that we were on this evening. Mm-hmm. Seen, well, three bucks up there. And then the one, oh, we called it a, an older buck, but it's the one that we got on that day. You know, yeah. across from the water tank, and we were 90 yards from it. Didn't really make a play on it, but I don't know what happened. He just... A doe jumped up and he ran south and we end up finding him again you guys went to the bail blind we found that buck again and i we had him dead to right and i slipped up well set that scene yeah. so he was bedded with another buck right well we didn't know that we thought it was a buck and one doe okay yeah, what we saw was a buck and a doe going the really right draw. not sure if the buck we saw that was bedded we thought it was the same one we had just jumped up and it went up the the canyon or the flat and got in this other little cutout canyon and whenever i got up on it me and kyle was behind me <clears throat> and um I got, I was crawling and I, I figured there was no, no wind and I didn't figure I'd ever get 
even close even huh? close and i finally got a glimpse of a buck through the yucca you know there's a two big yucca plants there in front and how far are you when you got that first glimpse it would have been 28 30 yards so you're right there on top it was of that. right there and i so at this point you know it's i knew what kind of what to expect when i came out here you know as far as trying to sneak up on these things and but i really had no clue on i would never done it before it's like sitting in a piece of equipment you don't if you've never set your butt in the seat you really don't know what to do until you do some things wrong in my theory oh i agree and um i've seen that buck and <clears throat> was making adjustments and i happened to look to my left and there was a buck already standing i thought it was the same buck that i just seen bedded <clears throat> and I uh, I got my focus on him, and he was standing dead away from me. I'd ranged him. He was at 39 yards. But he was standing dead away, and he was kind of moving his head back and forth. They were fighting the flies and whatnot. <clears throat> and I was ready at any time for him to turn, but it seemed like he stood there for, you know, 15 minutes. It was probably two three minutes you didn't have a shot i didn't have a shot he finally i i went and got another range of him but the sun was just in a bad spot just like it's always going to be <clears throat> and i couldn't really get a i got a decent range i thought but whenever he turned i had to clip back on the release i drew back and he'd actually come down and he was at i've ranged it whenever i was when I stood down there and it was 31 yards and I was still thinking he was 40, you know, 39. And I shot over his back, you know, just messed the shot up and sick about it. But I mean, what can you do? You know, it's just mis misjudge the distance. I mean, you try to practice as much as you can <laughs> and you can practice as much as you can, but it's a whole lot different. With that adrenaline. I mean, uh, it just, like I said, just actually, I mean, it had me tied up in knots, you know, it's, and I've hunted a lot. I mean, it's always like that. So that's why I do it. I mean, why wouldn't you? You just, you like, I guess you like to feel the pain <laughs> <laughs> whenever something doesn't go right. And that didn't go right. So I had my chance. I was, I was happy with that. I'd, I'd got, I loose an arrow and I was completely happy with that because i mean what more can you ask for you you know you buy an out-of-state tag it's it's all in what you want to do you know he's i spend a lot of money on other stupid stuff so i mean <laughs> and hunting is my uh, my main i mean that's what i like to spend my money on sure, <laughs> sure. so i was not unhappy with my hunt that was the very first evening and like I said, I didn't know what to expect. But it wasn't all. over. For no, did you have? Didn't? Oh, that's right. Because so that, that, that was the second. That was the second stalk. The, that the he, first stalk is when he jumped out of there. 
Yeah, we got to yeah. about yeah. 87. But, but that cool. wasn't really a legit like mm. opportunity. Okay, I got you. I got you. So that's you, when we you had two encounters. One was legit. The other mm-hmm. was just, yeah, yeah I got you. Because okay. yeah. like you said today, you you learn stuff on all on every, every single time. one, even if it's not you, if, it's, if you're watching somebody. And I mean, I think that's a big part of it is just learning how to move through the country. Exactly. And it's it's all learning learning experience it's interesting because i watch him and i've been doing this for quite a few years been very we've been very successful and then i can even pick up on things that he does that i do different that uh like he won't come over a ridge unless he's got a a yucca which is a perfect plant to have in front of you because you can come up and you can you can glass through those blades at the top mm-hmm. and you're still not breaking your outlines not being shown and um i think it's i think that's the important part is is that you're picking up just something different every time and uh it helps but you here's another thing like the first day i was out here i couldn't pick out a mule deer to save my butt to the binoculars i don't do much glassing at all i couldn't find them i mean unless they were in the wide open and today i was over by the windmill and we spotted you know spotted those two bucks went up getting on this evening but i'd went down basically this the other toward the east and i just sat there and i said i'm gonna start i'm gonna see if i can pick some of these deer out and picked out nine does that I probably wouldn't, <laughs> I would have never, <clears throat> never even known they was there. They were way off. Yeah. But I knew where they'd, they'd well, kind of start. What, what do you or, think made the difference? Just uh, getting your eyes acclimated to what you're looking a for? A lot of it. Yeah. I, th- I think it's a lot of just your brain learning what you're, because, I mean, if you've never seen it before, it's hard for that, for your brain to mm-hmm. register when you see something. But once you look at a lot of them, you start your brain just starts to pick them out for you and it's just because it's it's just practice and just you've just seen that before and you see a, mm-hmm. a butt or an ear or a time a time like you know, today that's how i spotted the four point but it mm-hmm. is just a by a time and i i revealed just enough to where i saw that antler and i was like i i backed off i didn't go any further because i knew it was a buck right there and and then the other the other part of it is looking they they like to be in the same spots if you look at these banks that are out of the sun like you, you start to you can look at a draw and you're like this a deer will be here 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 and and on, vice versa won't be here 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 yeah, here more than likely you yeah take a, i mean you, you can take a glance you take a quick sweep or whatever and find them but then you learn to really key in on those spots that the deer are just again and again and and when we hit that we talk about this a lot but a deer will bed right after sunrise but that is not where they're going to be all day because the sun's going to move so what we're always looking for is that nine ten o'clock when they get up and move and they get up and move because the sun has shifted now they're in the sun and they go and they find that spot and they're no, most likely going to be there all day. Yeah, and I would say most of the time they'll move from, they'll, they'll bed twice most of the time. 
but sometimes more than that. Not very often will they bed once and stay there all day, but a lot of times they'll bed twice, maybe three times, possibly four times, but almost always at least twice, just because the sun angles change. The other thing out here I've noticed on days that don't that it, it, where it's hot and there's not a lot of wind, the bugs drive them nuts, mm -hmm. and you'll have a buck jump up like your encounter where that buck was in that cut bank that first one where you were you know 87 yards you weren't real close but you didn't even do anything i'm filming with the one to 400 and i thought you shot because the buck jumped up and ran but then he bedded 20 yards away and same it, with that four point mm -hmm. you know today mm -hmm. watched him go into those two little cuts and you had spotted the one that AR had got on eventually. And you said there was, they were right in there. We couldn't put eyes on the other buck, you know, just another four before. And uh, we were sitting there and all of a sudden the buck standing up, you'd went around, I can't remember how it went, but you were, you'd left us and that buck was just standing there and he he was just he shook his head once and stood there and then just run over the the rise and that's the buck that you later mm -hmm. picked and up in the other yeah. cut mm -hmm. which so worked just, out great cause it actually up. worked out better because <laughs> we split them up and we got two stocks right right so that was the first day ar your first opportunity was that the second day yeah it was the next day after that because pretty much your opportunity that last evening or the, the later in the afternoon on that four point that you shot over his back we didn't have an opportunity that day and i say we ar and, and our camera guy um we just weren't seeing the deer we um, didn't have snoops we didn't have snoops exactly <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah harken harken back to the <laughs> podcast from last year in nebraska with cj davis of montana decoy and the snoops will be revealed because that's Coach Tanner's nickname. How many years you been out here? This is my second second year. Mm -hmm. So it the learning the ground thing ain't 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 all it is. Yeah, just just being no. good. He, just being good. He can and it, there's. I think there's something to be said for having a natural knack. No doubt. Um, and he does. He does it. It's not just here. You do it when we're hunting anywhere you just have that natural knack and it comes from doing it you've been you were that odd kid that walked around with a call in your mouth and just like to go look at mule deer and pick up sheds which, i didn't call the mule deer though no but you you have nail call in your mouth i guarantee it oh yeah so from an early age yeah and you and so you know just like other people are shooting a basket and uh, basketball you know at a basket and other guys are hitting a golf ball or whatever you know so i think there's a natural uh learned knack but yeah it's it's nice to have him isn't it because no we, we said this last year and cj and i were talking um, unfortunately cj was supposed to be on this hunt and and, and his father his father's ill and and he couldn't make it so we sure missed him um, missed having him. He's a lot of fun. Um, but I think, and he probably would have actually had some advantage on some of the stocks yeah. we had because he can shoot so fast with that recurve. 
Um, we talked about that on drive. Drive goes, I'm getting a recurve with a whisker biscuit. <laughs> so, um, but when we got the next day, I'd jump to the next day because I think we that pretty much covered the first day. Yeah. Um, the next day, we concentrated on our side again. You guys went to a different spot to glass, and that's really where you started picking out a bunch yeah a few more deer than or a few more bucks than what we yeah, were yeah we had um some deer come out of the standing corn that's on us there's there's a bunch of standing corn surrounding the property but there is some on in the middle of the property and we saw oh probably eight does and a buck come out of this of that into one of the big draws the one of the main draws and then another buck and doe they kind of skirted around these coyotes and ended up meeting up with all these deer and then the two bucks split off and they went into this kind of a shallow draw that we don't we don't see a lot of deer in really and the doe and they they went and bedded down and the does kind of went back into the corn and then they just took off they started they went over the hill went off of the property and those bucks were still still there and then so i think we got everybody around um to that spot and you know it was it was ar's turn at that point and i got up on the ridge they kind of disappeared into this draw but like i said it's a really shallow draw not a lot of of good bedding and i got up there and i i spotted them and the one buck's kind of tucked into a bank, and then the the uh, bigger four point is um, just kind of out in the bottom, and he's getting full sun, and I'm I know he's gonna I know they're gonna move, and so I think in the process of getting you guys up the hill to where we can kind of keep an eye on them, they disappeared, and I I still have no idea where they went if they followed the does eventually or what happened but i ended up in the process of trying to kind of circle that draw i ended up looking into the same as the same draw that that trav had his stock in um the first day the day before the second stock right you know right before dark where the one got, they where shot we were, we were close yeah because yeah, mm-hmm. they they absolutely love that that cut right there it's got steep banks and you know probably something about the wind is you know, it's all you know, if they and find it, it seems that they bed there after two o'clock. Yeah, because like, it does have a really good couple spots that have really good shade all all day long. And so I find this buck at the back of this thing, and it's a completely different buck. I don't know where he came from that morning or anything, but um, so we ended up, you know, eventually he he was bedded. He moved a couple times, but we ended up getting a good stock on on that and air we'll let you take us from there talk us through that because that was intense i i got a chance to follow you just running a secondary camera on that right yeah y'all said hey are you ready and from then on it was just like oh man oh <laughs> and uh tanner took me up there and showed me where you know from the far ridge showed me kind of where he was bedded and stuff and kind of where our game plan was going to be and 
we got back around and everybody got set up with the long lens and like Trav got up her too and where he could see it all. And we got down down behind him, got got the wind right and come in on him. And that what was the wind like that day? That it wasn't like today. It was more like about twelve 10 to 12. It wasn't super windy, right. but enough to cover some mm-hmm. of the sound. Right. But yeah, we got we got up there. We knew it was going to be going to have to be close before we could spot him the way he was tucked in on that cut there. And we just kept creeping up there. And What's going through your mind as you go from 30 to 20? to 15 and you still can't see that buck and you know he's right there i mean the closer i was getting the more my heart started pounding and thinking that man this this is gonna happen you know and uh but yeah the closer we got still wasn't seen him still wasn't seen him like dang this thing this cuts deep deeper than what it looked from afar and just you feel like you're getting too close, you know. But the, just kept creeping up and finally caught a glimpse of the rack. And and that, he had stood up and turned well, and bedded back down. That's what I was getting ready to get at. Yeah. When I seen his rack, I'm like, oh, man, that he's turned different than what he, you know, from where we were. We thought we were going to be able to come in at that angle and get the right shot. With his head away from his head away yeah and kind of up against the bank so that you would have all his body exposed right would have been perfect Mm -hmm. but as i crept up and got a little little taller so i could see how his body was laying i didn't there was no shot so we we kind of looked back at you and you're giving us signals and didn't really know what the heck was, was There's a lot on. of signals given, and I'm not really sure what any of them meant. I think we, hey. we, we never did really make a good decoy plan before that stalk. No, you know we didn't, I mean? but I think we. what I was trying to get is, do I need to make him stand up? Yeah. I think that's what I was trying to see. That's what I'm saying. We didn't yeah. talk about that before well enough to you know, to have those signals like we need, like we did on what we'll get to in a little bit, but and and even today we used it and i think if we would have had a little better plan of that i wouldn't have because when i knew you i finally figured out that you were going to go get the didn't have the decoy with you with us for one you were going to go back and grab the decoy and not there's lots of stuff running through my head like because i didn't really want to turn all the way around and see where you were i didn't know how where you're going to come with the decoy but in, the, in my mind, I'm like, I, I'm going to have to get, I got to get ready because if he stands up. So I kind of get, creep up a little bit, and I don't know if he caught a little glimpse of that or or what it was. How close were you at, when you when I left to go get the decoy and then you started to stand up? I think it was eight or nine yards. Yeah. Close, pretty Pl- close. Plenty <laughs> close. But, you know, I couldn't see his head. Plenty, plenty close, he says. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't see his head, so I, I didn't fear he could see me, but he didn't like something and he bolted out of there. But did like, not hesitate. I mean like if somebody I, had a hot shot just and I mean he was gone. If I had to do it over again I would have 
probably back out a little bit and then got stood up i was crouched down yeah i should have been more standing up because i could have been where i was standing you know instead of the way i was crouched you were too close to stand he would have seen you so if you would have taken two three steps back you probably could have stood up and still been and let let you get that decoy going and then once he glued on then it glued on that i could have probably made a couple steps to where i could have got a shot but that's how it goes you know i i don't it's one of those situations that when it you think you know what you're going to do when it happens and then it all happens no no way and it's 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 just so many variables man there's just so many different things that can go it's amazing that we even we're you know taking these bows and that we're in open country there's no you know wind wind row trees very often that you can sneak up behind we're belly crawling across three inch grass and every once in a while there's a yucca you can use to <laughs> to right. hide your your body behind well it's just we sat there and watched that buck of ars i don't know how long we watched it just sat there at the same spot perfect plan if he got that close he's going to have a nice mid-body shot at it 25 yards he just stands up turns around lays back down facing him I mean, you just can't you yep. can't account for that kind of stuff. I think, man, I mean, <laughs> you know, where some of the heat come into play as far as the flies and stuff messing with them, and that yeah. makes them get up. And a lot of times, you'll see them work on their bed a little bit, and then they'll get back down. And Cause I've heard you talk a lot how they they've been in that same spot and don't move for a mm-hmm. long time. You know. Yep. And I think. I've learned a lot on this hunt and the fact that I might make sure we I check with the local farmers to find out what where they are in the harvest yeah because if we can get this you know this plethora of corn around us cut they can't bed in it the problem we're having is there's more deer here there's deer here there's just as many deer as last year but they're not why would they come out of the corn they're bedding in the corn and in years past, we've had corn up, and, and a lot of times the mule deer don't like to bed in the corn because the wind blows and it's so loud in there, they can't, you know, they'd rather get out where it's more open. That was my theory. But, you know, the more from this year, and then I was texting with Adam a little bit, and he's like, yeah, he said, it's so tough. He said, there's, there's, no, there's no better cover than corn for deer because they got food, and they don't, you know, they'll just go in there and live. Yeah. So, um, you would think the you would almost think the the fewer water holes would be you could take advantage of that, but yeah. I guess they do all their watering it late at night, don't they? Yeah, I, I mean we a saw lot of a it. few in the early early morning. Those those does had come out, and you'd see a couple of them, but it wasn't like a wasn't like elk or something where you're sitting. Mules don't have to drink every day. Where elk do they're like cattle they got to drink every day and so you can key on some water a little bit easier i think with elk but but that was still pretty exciting and oh, i'm i'm no behind doubt. you probably 10 15 yards running a camera on you guys we've got long lens on the other ridge watching the show in the front right you know seeing all of it happen and my heart was pounding 
and I wasn't even I was probably more of a wreck than if I had had the bow in my hand to be quite honest I think that's fair you saw that with Tanner's but I was pretty worked up with Tanner's no bud. doubt but it's because you know I want to I want to be successful I want you guys to be successful I mean I this is what I want this experience and then to have that happen at least you know at least it's you got to experience it no doubt so that yep. was the second day, right? Well, yeah, and I'm there's a, running all together. There's a day in there where not <laughs> we, much happened. We didn't even get a stalk. I think it was the third day. Days. I think it was the third day. We didn't get a stalk. The fourth day, Trav was yesterday. Fourth day was yesterday. We'll see. Like we, well, that was weird. That would have been Tanner's. Yeah. Well, so the day before we didn't have. That's when we were. We saw the really good deer on the, on the neighbors, neighbors yeah. the, the day before. Yeah, third day, I guess. Yeah. Because we were just scrambling to try to find a deer by this time. Yeah. Because we couldn't. Our hot spot had, had pretty well <laughs> Dried fizzled up. out for, yeah. and, for and us then, tramping around. And then the morning of the fourth morning, I remember we watched. You picked, this is, you know, Trav coming of age here, right? But you were sitting on that windmill, and you picked those three bucks coming yeah. down. I was like, yes. Yes. And they came <laughs> down and dropped in, and I'm like, I know exactly where they're at. Which, at, the, at that point, I'm thinking they're going to go down into those draws there's some real deep draws off of this kind of grassy flat and Dave and I both killed bucks in there and I'm like I, I know exactly where they're but it's hard to glass it's not something like over where we were where if, you know you can be two ridges away if you get the right angle you can see it all you have to literally work it all out and so I'm but I was I'm like okay I know you know that whole advantage of okay I know where they like to bed because I've killed we've killed actually four deer in those draws below that and I'm like okay I, I know this I'm pretty confident so I thought I was snoops quality and uh, so there I go did I did I I left you guys there did I leave you there and I went around or Is that when you left the is that today? That's today's tour, right? No, it was it was the day before. Day before. So. Oh yeah. When we run the okay, yeah. When we run the bucks up over the alfalfa. That was the you're, for, you're yes. forgetting that that was that was, yeah. that was the second or yeah I think that was the day we did let's not. Talk, let's talk about that. Have any that's luck? The, that's the third day. Yep. Yeah, that right. was the start of the third day, that's and then the we were dry day. that day. That's right. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Let's jump back to third because I think there's a valuable lesson there. <laughs> That's actually the, the day we had all the the deer come out of the shelled corn and come down into the valley right below us. Tanner had left, and myself and Corey were over there, and I had I had scooted down to work because these the bucks came right down in the bottom in the flat and i i think i ranged them one time 180 yards or something right below me and they were just down there and they ended up going around the point of this i'll call it a draw but i thought they went up i kept saying this up there by that 
cottonwood, the yellow cottonwood, because it looked like they just went right around and they were going <clears> to <throat> bed down. It wasn't the case. We went down there and we gathered up there and we we uh, skidded down toward the east and we just wasn't concealed enough. They were bedded right on the base of the other side of that canyon. And you might as well just had took a shotgun and shot at them. I mean, yes, they took <laughs> off. <laughs> as, uh, and I, because I, I peeked over and I, I seen, I seen a buck looking right up my way. And I was like, <laughs> you know, and it just they took off like something was right down there on them. Oh yeah, you know, just they were gone. And you, and we never did find them. Hundred and eighty yards from. Them. We were probably. 200 uh, yeah 180 200 yeah and that's when you learned the value of a good yucca <laughs> oh yeah so talk about that you going down the ridge and you're hiding behind that yucca glass in that first buck and you look <laughs> up on the ridge line yeah that was that was, that that was, was the first the day first day before and we Trav, i'm like sneaking Trav, up behind this yucca and i'm like peeking through there and i see the buck and some of the does and I'm sitting there, and I'm like looking back at you guys. I'm like, oh, there's not, very, there's not as many guys over there anymore. And then I look <laughs> up at the doe, and she snaps her head over. I'm like, what in the heck? Is there a coyote or what? And I look over there, and there's Corey and <laughs> Trav up on the ridge, <laughs> which skylined. Yeah, which it didn't. They didn't leave. No, on that one. I think what happened was interesting. Looked like the water tank post. You did walk up to the water (laughs) tank, and at least you had something. But those does were they (laughs) pinned, and and you looked back at me and said, "Buck right there." Well, I already knew Tanner could see the bucks, (laughs) and I'm like, "Do you did did Trav?" I thought I had a different buck, right? (laughs) So, but that you know, but that's part of the the learning curve too. But and you still that's the one you got to eighty seven yards on still. Yeah, we still yeah. got around on him but mm-hmm. Well I tried to get into that, you know, jump now fast forward to day four I think and I tried to go find those three bucks that you spotted. And I worked that stuff out and again I know I've shot deer in there. I know where the where I, I've seen deer bedded and what they like. I think I saw a, two does and a little buck i mean just no and i got to a point to where as i was working my way back i even went to those deep draws and risked it because you're risking it because you're going to peek over and you're going to be within 10 yards 15 20 yards of them Mm -hmm. but i was just peeking up because i'm like where did they go the only thing i can think is they dropped into that draw and then went on up into that cornfield that's the only thing i can think and then this morning, we sure enough, those some other bucks came out of the corn at first, yeah. you know, first light. So that so they're definitely in there. And we don't think it's any of those bucks. The three, the ones this morning aren't any of those the same bucks. Right. I would say. Well, uh, yeah, those those uh, ones we were on were the ones I seen the fir- we seen the very first day that said that one needs it'll be a really good one next year. Yeah. But about after about six hours I thought, you know, that one looks pretty dang good. It's pretty good this year. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just like anywhere else. We're we're trying to kill more mature deer, so four year old deer would be yeah. good to shoot. Um and I would say we did pretty good on this hunt of getting on more mature deer. 
um, the AR, the buck that you got on that you got so close to, he was really, you know, he's a three point, but he was really good mass. Mm -hmm. Good mass. And, you know, I mean, mature deer, big old, big old head on him. Um, but let's, Tanner, you had not even got your bow out yet at this juncture. Not up to day four. And we <clears throat> pull out. And we're going to the glassing spot. It's just light. And well, yeah, and the, and the night before, Colt and Canyon had been out, and they hunted their their spots. And then um, Colt left Canyon here, and Canyon hung out with us and stayed the night, and uh, and then got up in the morning and went hunting with us and so me and him rode out i think that morning and then you guys rode out in the truck and that's when we that's when when we saw those bucks drop into that that drawer you did we saw the hammer but that's but, pull, hammer. but pulling in <laughs> we saw a pretty good deer cross the road well we didn't see him cross the road actually he'd already crossed the road he was on us from the neighbors but he was heading down a draw and we actually kind of went probably 200 yards and watched him as he went and went down and i think that's when you said that's a deer i could shoot yeah I'd shoot that it was deer. definitely in the next in the next uh age group from what we'd seen and he's a three by four you know nice decent width and tall and pretty nice buck so and I think we pulled up next to you, and you're like, "Hey, a buck just came across the road." Kane and I were in the in the Ranger, and so he, he disappeared into these draws, and it's kind of a big Y-shaped draw that we don't. It doesn't have a ton of of really good cuts in it, but it has a few. And I don't know, like we didn't hunt it last year at all. I don't know if you've hunted the it. The year before we did, and uh, that's where Jake Shaw had those two encounters okay um but yeah we we, we don't concentrate on it because mm -hmm. normally we're looking at other places that just have a lot more deer right yeah so he dropped in there and that was really early i mean you saw him ride it first light and so canyon and i um kind of circled down to the bottom of that draw to look up and didn't see him i knew he was going to be on his feet for a while still and it was foggy that morning in the fog like i mean just rolled right up into both of those draws and i was like you know and it's hard to tell i mean like at, at noon you can kind of guess where they're going to be they're going to be in a shad like in a, in the shade you know with a good wind generally um and you can kind of narrow down where they're going to be but at that time i basically just when that fog rolled in i was like well he was on our side of the fence, headed down. So I figured he wanted to be there. I was just kind of, you know, fingers crossed that he didn't want to cross back over the road. So we left him. And meanwhile, you guys, you know, went to the windmill. You're looking for these, these bucks. And I think Canyon and I drove up to the road to where, to a property that him and his dad, him and Colt can hunt. And we ended up seeing the buck I saw on day three or whatever big old three by four with a big extra big i mean just a just cool a, deer. amazing deer. awesome deer and uh that buck actually went 
off the top, which is ag, that they can't hunt, and he went down into a draw that they can hunt. And so we we watched him go in, and then we uh, we left him, and we knew we knew the winds were going to pick up. So Canyon got a hold of Colt, and he's like, you know, told him the situation. We got this buck that went in, and. So we're like this is awesome we're gonna hopefully get him on this this buck and um get it on film and so then i think we came over and met up with you guys i don't think you you didn't find the i did not find you the not find prospective the bucks. bucks i was looking for yeah bummer but we knew we had canyon's buck and then we knew the other buck, or we hoped that the other buck, three by four, stayed on our side. And so we went back to camp. I think we had breakfast, right? We had breakfast? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. we knew the wind, the forecast was that the wind was going to really pick up like two or three in the afternoon. And. Which again is something that you wait for here. Yeah, you if want you, that noise. If you get on a buck. You're you're kind of excited if you know the wind's going to go from seven miles per hour to fifteen, because now all of a sudden it's going to cover so much consistent wind, noise cancellation, yeah. and and then all you got to do is is just a little luck and beat the visual. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then I think you guys went around to the southeast side, right? Right, you know, just just prior to the wind, when the wind was supposed to pick we up. We just were prospecting. We just wanted to turn because those some bucks deer. went over there. That's on that, side. That, that was the that was the same morning morning we run them over the alfalfa, wasn't it? No, day after. Okay, remember we were up there and we spotted them way off, and we oh, that's right. From the windmill, we saw them jump mm-hmm. down and go mm-hmm. over that way. Yeah. So, yeah. so me, you, and Levi went over there and. And really, just we were going to split up three different and, ways, and just try and and literally sneak through country and look at you know just look up up. There's a cut bank up. I see antlers. I got a buck. You know, I mean that's what we're looking for. Which, as I've told you two before in years past, it's not uncommon where you find a buck. Everything's right. Okay, this is how we're going to make the approach. And on your approach, you find two more. Mm-hmm. And that just did not happen this year. It was just tough. There just wasn't the number of bucks. Right. So we are out there looking. You hadn't seen, I think you said you saw, did you see a doe? On our. Yeah, on our little jaunt. Yeah, I, one doe, I think. And then Levi hadn't seen anything. I didn't see anything. And we got a text from you and you said, I, I found it. him. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of circled that whole that whole area, looked at a spot that we had seen does earlier, found a bunch of like six does bedded, and then went around and I I kind of I checked into some draws and that it's like like I said again, it's a big Y shaped draw, and it's got some side little side cuts and stuff. A couple of them have good banks. A lot of it isn't that great for bedding. Um, and I checked from the east side, looking back to the west, as, as good as I could. 
and then the wind was blowing from the south at the time and so I went over to the west side of the draw and I went down basically with the wind down and I, I had a I had like if you if you're looking up the draw and it wise the left fork I had a I had a draw picked out that had some good banks <laughs> in it and that's what I was trying to look at so I'm looking from the west side into that left fork the west fork of this Y and I I just slowly like like we're saying use a yucca and just reveal a little bit less crawl to the next the next yucca till I can see the whole thing and there's just not a deer in there and so then I start crawling to the right and I'm kind of right above this draw and I'm I'm trying to get I'm trying to see more of those bedding spots on the other side and I look down and right below me like 90 yards I see tying tips and I'm like oh crap there he is and it was you know there's the buck from this from the morning that you guys saw right after he crossed the road or whatever three by four and he's at like 90 yards and I'm like crap and the wind is at this point starting to get a little squirrely because I think it switched and started coming out of kind of the northwest by by the afternoon when it really picked up and the wind's getting squirrely and I saw tines obviously knew it was the buck and I just crawled as fast as I could back away from the from the draw just trying to get out of that I mean I was just I just felt like I was too close and so I crawled back out of there, went way around, got back to the road, drove to the other side of him, and then I ended up basically in the east fork of that Y, came down, peeked over the ridge, and, that, and he's bedded under a bank. And so then I had, you know, good eyes on him. The wind was still, it wasn't, it still was pretty light. And then I, I texted you guys and told you, and it took, I think, a little while for you to get all gathered it was 30 minutes because we were so far we yeah and that was the other thing too is you're in the bottom of the draws and you have no service and then you get up on top and then you can get a little Mm -hmm. bit of service so so i texted you and kind of told you where to come and this this whole time the wind has started to switch and then it switched fully and it's kind of coming out of the north northwest i'd say wouldn't i mean no it was it was it was definitely yeah and yeah. uh and so and it starts to pick up well he's in this little side draw and i'm like looking at it and i'm like well and I, and he's just above the there's a ridge the little ridge in between us this is really hard to explain on a podcast but yeah. he's right above the ridge from my point of view so i'm ranging the ridge in front of me and ranging him and you know subtracting and i'm like it's it's 40 yards 40 or 45 yards from the top of that ridge to him and so i'm trying to think of a way and it's right i mean he's he'd be looking dead at you um if you came over so i'm like thinking you know can we use a a montana deer decoy or something and just ease it over the top of the ridge you know use it for cover get range get drawn and just you have, would actually be with somebody yeah, who's using with it. the decoy right get range get drawn and and uh you know get a shot and with the current wind you know i knew we weren't going to get above him because it was just going to be way too loud and then the wind just kept in the in like the 30 minutes that you guys took you guys to get gathered and over there 
the wind just kept blowing harder and harder and harder and then it finally picked up at least eight miles an hour and finally i'm like well i don't really think i would feel comfortable shooting 40 yeah. 45 yards across there in this wind so then i'm looking above and above him and you know i can i'm watching the grass and i'm and this is this is all i think part of it for you know and this is this is what i love about it and i i like i hope you guys you know got to see it and appreciate it is like you're looking at the, just which way the grass is blowing right above him you know how hard it's blowing because if you look at the top of a draw it's gonna be blowing harder than if you're in the bottom and at the bottom you know, the it wind, could be it could be going a different way. Yeah, the wind could be swirls. swirling in a complete different direction. So you're, that's all just to me. That's just what makes it my favorite kind of hunting this spot and stock is because you're you're looking at that picture and you're taking it in, and you're just formulating a plan off of what you see there. And so I'm looking through, you know, my 15s. Like I'm set up on the on the the tripod and you know you're watching the wind blow and you're like okay it's blowing kind of crossed from it's not blowing down and it's blowing he's you know at the top half of the draw for sure and it's blowing nice and strong and so i'm like frick i think i think i can come in above him and he's bedded kind of with his head down the draw so if you got above him you know his back would be to you his head's kind of to the left at a 90 degree so he's definitely going to catch movement so i you know i texted you guys i'm like bring a decoy a deer decoy and then i think you guys finally got there got figured out where i was dropped in behind me and i kind of I, I just kept eyes on him i honestly like i'd have i didn't i don't think i took my eyes off the my binos the whole time i'm like this sucker is not not getting away and i just glanced down like at my phone every once in a while just to make sure you guys were getting my texts and everything and finally you guys got over there and got up to me and i dropped back for a second and we kind of made the plan and i i think he, every once in a while he would snap his head to his right so then he, he's in line he's looking straight away from his butt straight down the draw and you know if you were above him at that point you'd be able to just you'd be able to draw and get a shot without him ever seeing you he'd, his eyes would be behind his ears you'd be above him and behind him and so my thought was well when i get in position i'm going to give you a signal and you're just going to flash a decoy on top of the ridge at what was it like 200 and i think it's 230 230s where you'd raise for yeah so not 230 yards away it's going to just give him something to um just keep his attention to pull his attention down the draw right. basically across in a way and that would give me a chance to get right behind him and draw and so and i and you know there's nothing wrong with radios and we didn't use radios at one yeah. time on this t on this hunt and they're legal and you can use them and there's nothing wrong with it but personally i just i don't know i don't know why but i just do not like using radios and i feel like if i can't kill one without using radios then i don't need one i don't feel that way but i also respect you if that's what you want like i said hunt. it's legal and it, and so it's as long it's as you're okay. out of a vehicle yeah in nebraska the law is you just have to be out of a vehicle or a boat you cannot radio where an animal is from a plane a boat or a 
uh, or a car so, or an ATV or something. So basically, we could have been talking. I could have been talking to you in your ear when you were on that right, stop. Right, right. But, but I knew. Would that have been a help or a hindrance? <laughs> we won't go there. <laughs> uh, but the way this the way this deer was bedded, you know, I had this mental picture, and there was three. There's a triangle of three yuccas, and they were kind of out by themselves. There's a bunch of yuccas above. There was a couple clumps of yellow grass. You know, this is all stuff that you're you're trying to freeze into your memory or that's what I do is I'm trying to just freeze that picture in my memory and I'm trying to kind of triangulate off the yuccas at what angle is he from this yucca blah 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 anyway I had my yucca picked out and the bank basically ran straight towards that yucca so I knew that if I got to that yucca I would look be looking straight down the bank the little cut bank that he's laying under and against and I'd be looking straight down his back basically so that's where that's where I was gonna get to. So Levi and I and our and we we camp with a signal to you know, if I gave you this signal, pull the decoy out and just flash it on top of the ridge. And it was like the old windmill, like the third base. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know when you keep 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 going going home. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> so so Levi and I just bail off and the whole time the wind's picking up, it's not an ideal wind I don't think for him in that in that bed and so and he kept getting nervous and he'd snap his head around so I'm like we need to get there now because I don't know if he's going to stay there in this wind because it I mean it was not it allowed us to get close and so we bail off down the draw from the east fork of this Y down to the Y and it was out of he was far enough up the the west fork of it that he couldn't you see. You had the us. ridge in your, in, in, the main ridge was in your way. Yeah, and so or, we, we or came around the you. point and we went up the, the draw just below where the draw he's in. I got level with him, found my yuccas, pretty much just walked right to that yucca. You you were, I, I was, got to the I top. was on the, I was getting the one to 400 set up because I crept yeah. up to you guys, but I didn't have a good angle because I was going to run the camera from long lens. But I didn't have a good angle from where you guys were glassing because at this point, Trav and AR were kind of just keeping eyes on it. Right. And I got up there and I'm like, this is sucks for me to run camera because there was just a few more yuccas in the way. I wanted a clearer picture. So I ended up crawling, what, 10 yards further mm-hmm. to another clump of yuccas. And that gave me a really good line of sight. Yeah, and I knew, I knew that <laughs> we had got there fast. So I just set my bow down and I kind of made sure you were all good. And uh, and then you know picked it up, started walking, and I, that that situation is so fun. And I I don't get to hardly ever be in that situation where I have the bow in my hand. And I'm usually you know guiding or filming or whatever. And that's how I design my whole life. And and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with. I actually like guiding probably more. But at the same time, I'm like, this is a rare chance for me. And I'm like, I'm like, man, you're gonna be too close. There's all these like doubts going through my mind and I just had to stop and I was kinda getting excited. My legs were starting to shake a little bit. Where did you have the old Elvis quiver going? <laughs> well, yeah, I sure did. And so I just had to stop and I just kinda took some deep breaths and I'm like, I'm like, 
dude, you, I'm like, yeah, it's kind of a little pep talk moment because I just started to have these doubts come through. I'm like, why, why are these here? I'm like, this is a dead deer. Like there's nothing, there's no way this deer makes it out of this alive. And so I kind of just kind of reassured myself and then just continued on. I, we got into these little, I don't know what they are, these little sticks that they just have some leaves on them, some kind of weed. And they're really stiff and they, they snap when you step on them. And we got into the pat, there's a whole patch of these above this. And they're only like six or eight inches tall, but there's a whole patch above this buck. And we got into there and I was like, and I knew we were gonna have good, I knew that it was gonna be framed up so sweet on the long lens. So I had Levi just kind of hang back because if I was gonna, if, if I was gonna snap one of these, like if somebody's gonna snap one of these little sticks at sub 15 yards, it was gonna be me. And I didn't, I, you know, I didn't want <laughs> to put that on him. And I just, I was like, this buck's gonna die. And so I, I made it through there and I creep up to this, to my yucca, my target yucca. And I can start to see the edge of the bank and I just keep peeking and peeking and peeking and finally I can see the left side of his antlers and he's looking. So his back's, you know, facing, his butt's to me, facing straight away below me and his head's snapped to the left. So I know it's like a nine degree turn to the left. I know if I step out, he's got me out of the corner of his eye. And so I'm, and I, and I know I have to take more steps to clear the edge, but I, well, and let me, let me jump in here because this would have been a perfect setup for someone like me who's left-handed. Yeah, a lefty for sure. Because you wouldn't have to cross your body. Yeah. So you had a disadvantage because not only you had to take an extra step yeah, I had because to step your bow is going to be on your right side yep, and get turned. Right. Yeah. And I knew that. And I was like, Crap, this is going to be tough. And I kind of went over, went through my options for a bit. You know, I could wait them out, whatever. But the wind is blowing so dang hard. I'm like, I think I can get away with some And how far are you from him steps. at this at point? At this point, I think I was, I ranged the bank above him, but in line with him at like eight yards, I think. So I knew he was, you know, same distance, mm -hmm. um, just at the bottom of the bank. And... I mean, freaking close. You can see the, <laughs> you can see his little guard hairs in his ear, basically. And I could, you know, I could see all the lines in his antler and everything and all the ridges and I'm like, frick, this is cool. And so I gave you the old windmill signal for, you know, bring out the decoy. And uh, I, I took a last little range and <laughs> I was like, I don't know why I'm even doing this because he's sub 10 right now. And and uh, I looked over and I saw you pop up with the decoy and I looked back and I just in time to catch his head snap to the right. And I mean, he's looking dead away. And so I take, I think two steps, kind of crouch down so I could gain some ground. And then when I would stand, it would give me a little bit extra. So I took two crouch steps and then came up and as, and I drew as I'm right before I stand fully up and, and then, you know, he's just barely, I'm just barely have the bank in, in between. And so I just leaned out <laughs> kind of off to the side, just leaned out, made sure my bubble was level, picked the spot I wanted to hit and freaking let her loose. And, 
that sucker came out of his bed so fast and i watched i just watched that arrow just completely go through and stop and it was like you know i knew it had hit the ground on the other side of him or his leg or something but it just seemed i mean i turned that buck disappeared and i turned to levi and i'm like oh yeah like we're this is done deal you know and i'm like this buck's not making it out of the draw right and it was just such a high right there i mean I, I, let me jump in here because from our vantage point we're watching this all unfold and i'm got the long lens i hit record i know i got plenty of battery and plenty of yeah. of, of card space and i know the action's <laughs> going to happen in the in my frame right uh-huh. And I don't know why I didn't think to just tell AR to, hey, just go over there and pop it up and walk down the ridge. But Rookie. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. maybe. <laughs> but I pick up the decoy. He stiff-armed us out of the way <laughs> to get to the decoy. Well, Trev was stoked. Trev was pumped <laughs> up. And, and I stuck. <laughs> and I, I was. I was pretty jacked. And I jetted off the back (laughs) of that opposite ridge and ran around and i just ran for like 50 yards Uh thinking okay this should be fine because i didn't want to come too close because i wanted his head as far as far to the right as possible and i came up and here i come and the wind gust takes the 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 decoy (laughs) and about turns me around And I'm like, oh, so now I'm disoriented. So I just tried to square the decoy up. And the buck and, is like, what in the heck is going on up I, there? I look more probably like a kite, a, a, a buck kite yeah. than a decoy. But it worked. It worked exactly how. And I, I even like popped a little stick when I stepped to the last step. And I was like, oh, crap. But I, I was committed and I just went with it and I the wind was blowing so hard and it wasn't like it wasn't loud at all but I just, it's loud to you cause yeah it's loud you, to yeah. me because everything is just <laughs> 10 times louder but and I just watched that arrow bury in there and I was like done deal and Levi's like dude you smoked him and you yeah, no, smoked he, that joker he I'm sure he, he said it. I don't know if he said joker oh, or not on, he says you. joker a lot he says joker. we'll say he said joker yeah, for sure say that you know we fist bumped and I was freaking fist pumping and like because this is like I don't get to do this I this is only the second buck I haven't killed a lot of stuff with my bow this is my second muley with a bow and it just I mean I just went textbook like it, I don't think it could have gone any better and I took off down, sprinting down the can, uh, down the, the top of the opposite yeah. ridge, because I just wanted to get eyes on him as he came out, and 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 I fully expected a a pile o pile o buck pile o hooves. Yeah, you know, in That's short how, yeah. order. Yeah, and and so we start, we we're kind of talking and. Levi and I, and as this is all happening super fast, and then I see you running down, I'm like, oh crap, he's like trying to keep eyes on him. And then I'm like, why is he, why is he going so far? And so we dropped back down, came back up and, and, uh, met up with, I think I met up with Trav first and, and I was like, you know, where's he, where's he at? And he starts explaining to me, uh, where he saw him go. And I'm like, crap. And he went so far without oh, stopping. Oh, you, you saw him. That was almost 800 you, yards away? 
Yeah, when you were watching him, I've seen I've seen the buck at the same time. We both seen him at the same time go around in between basically a wallow in the bank there. Yeah, just a cow pack. And he and he and he paused a little bit there. Yeah. And you could see he you could see the hit, you could see the blood, he was bleeding. You ran off to get a better vantage around where you could see because he looked like he was going to head basically southwest and I went up there and stood where you were and I actually caught eyes of him basically coming back toward camp I mean he was he He was was taking a left headed yeah he was headed east heading east like a half mile without really stopping yeah I mean he wasn't sprinting but he was not running like he's just about to expire and i was like i'm i was just dumbfounded honestly like i was like i don't understand i don't i i I mean i still don't understand that because and to me i just freaking i don't you told me you could not have walked up and placed an arrow any better than where where you hit the spot you looked at and i do not think that's that hasn't changed and we tracked him around the corner and then kind of lost blood, came back. And at this, point, this point, we texted Colton Cannon oh, and right. they came over and they were helping and we tracked him and he went down, like I think I measured on Onyx, like 0.6 miles to the bridge, which is a couple hundred yards from camp. and. Um, went into the creek bottom by camp and so we waited we came back and I think we had something to eat and we looked at the uh, footage the footage and it looks phenomenal yeah it looks looks like a dead deer yeah really. there's no doubt and, and for those of you listening you'll be able to see this when when this comes out because there is literally if you if you put just you shooting him and 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 did a survey yeah is this a dead deer or a live deer you know did you did this did this deer die i bet you nine out of ten people would say that's a dead deer and like what's i mean what's your guys's yeah nine out of ten if not ten out of ten if they've hunted at all you know there's no doubt in my mind we've been that deer. <laughs> when I seen him take the left toward camp, I said, "Well, he'll be. <laughs> we'll just go down there and find him, you know." And then drag him up the hill to camp. Drag him right <laughs> to camp. I said, "He's pro- Tanner's probably good enough. He's got him running into the toward the tent right now. <laughs> He's that good." <laughs> but I. I couldn't believe when we got down in the bottom whenever he went through that little cut in the cow path and then we started getting just drops. We was able to follow it easy, but then it just turned into specks and we was having, I was having to get down and look. Basically, I was on my hands and knees just to see if I could see any spray on the weeds and it just was specks. Yeah. And I was like, man. I don't I don't get it. And then as we watch the footage, it. the only thing we can think about is the fact that when you went through him, 
the way his front right leg was laying, mm -hmm. you had to have hit super solid bone. Yeah. Because it kind of, you could see the 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 skin because you know we can go frame by frame on this yeah and the arrow hits and there's a bulge where your pectoral would be if you will but it's right but right underneath it is his his leg yeah and he was kind of when he was laying there he was a little bit on his right side you know and because at one point he had his leg out um i don't think he, i don't think he, he didn't when i shot him but he was kind of leaned over to his right side and so when I shot him, I put it, you know, a couple, the, couple inches on the left side. Of his spine. Of his spine mm -hmm. to try to go straight down through all that stuff. And, I mean, I know that thing buried as far as it could. Mm -hmm. Whether, I didn't know at the time whether it hit the ground on the other side, his sternum or his leg or whatever, but it buried all but all but six inches or seven inches of that arrow and um and uh yeah and i'm and i mean it's a like with a broadhead on there it's probably 30 31 inch and you maybe arrow. had we tried to look at it at, at its deepest point and there was maybe nine eight inches of the arrow poking out yeah, I would say seven or eight. Yeah, poking out. And so I mean, you're talking it is all the way through there, and then it backed out. Of course, yeah, after when he, it when hit. he jumped. Yeah, and it and he came below camp, and we we uh, gritted the creek, and then we got a hold of the owners of the yeah. neighboring property where we could only assume that he jumped a fence. Yeah. And went on to the neighbor's property. Yeah, and we did we did that today. We didn't get a hold of him till this morning. We looked till dark last night, and then got a hold of him this morning. And I mean, we did. Levi and I, you guys went out and looked, tried to find some more bucks. And Levi and I walked like miles. I don't know how many we ended up walking just miles along and it's not like it's and especially on the other side of the fence it's not thick because there, there's been cows on it so there's on our side of the fence there's this super tall like dead kosher weed and he could have buried in there and we uh definitely didn't you know we didn't we didn't see him in there and and uh and but on the other side of the fence where we we're thinking he headed towards I mean, there's, it's grazed down fairly good. It's really open. There's some cottonwoods, but mostly it's just grass and just cannot find anything. And I'm honestly, I'm at a loss for two reasons. And people always say, you know, if when you, when you bow hunt long enough, this stuff happens, but it had never happened to me. And I guess I was like, well, it doesn't have to happen to me. And I feel like it shouldn't have still happened because I, I, I don't. I've been involved. I've seen, I've witnessed, I've videoed guys that made worse hits on deer and found them 200 yards away. Yeah, not piled like, up dead. I mean, and, and, and you, I've watched, 40 yards away. I've you watched know. you <laughs> shoot a lot of stuff and make a lot of good shots, but I've watched you make some very marginal shots. And oh, I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. Like your buck last year. 
That was off the hip. Yeah, well, and he just went over the ridge. And died. And died. And I, and so I'm at a loss because it's never happened, and you, I hate that. I mean, I hate more than I think people like to, like, oh, he's going to make it, blah, blah, when you hit it, when you hit a deer, like, you know, he's not, he's not, but I'm not, I'm not trying to lie to myself. I don't think that deer, I don't know if there's a way he can live. I mean. There's no way he can live. He still has an arrow in him. And there's, yeah. And septic, I'm not. Septic infection will get him. And I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to sugarcoat it. And I just don't think that it's, you know, and so that, that sucks. And I'm more upset about that than not getting him. I'd, and I honestly think I'd have been, I'd have been less upset if I knew what I could have done better. If I'd have hit him bad, I don't want to hit him bad. Or missed him. Or and missed him. Yeah. But I just feel like I could not have walked up there and stuck that arrow in a better spot. I feel like it was just textbook the whole mm-hmm. way through. And for him to not be piled up at the bottom of that draw just really stings <laughs> bad. Right. Yeah, you know, I, 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 you know, don't know what you know. You can't say anything. Yeah. I mean, it no, sucks. I'm at, I'm at a loss. It's I just, just everyone that was standing up on that hill. We were all just finally. This is going to be. It. <laughs> we got one. We got one finally. Yeah. Well, what I, I can mean, remember most about watching it, me and Trevor both eyes glued in on the binoculars. I heard Trevor going. When that arrow left his bow, oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, because it, it was it was perfect. What I mean for the situation you were in, you could have tried to spine him or something like that. But like you said, you went to the left of his spine because that's the way his body was rolled, was rolled out. Yeah. I mean, what else can I mean? You could probably put one in his spine, then you'd have to you know jack another one in. But there's not much more you could have done. You had the presence of mind to know to shoot on the left side of the spine because that's where he lived at, you know? Yeah. And yeah, I don't know what happened. We always talk about, like, I've given that example of, like, shoot the balloon. Like, there's a balloon tied, you know, between his two sides, and that's where you're shooting for you're not shooting for a 10 ring on his side because if you shoot for that spot at a weird angle other than completely broadside you're not going to hit anything and i just felt like i was staring down his freaking vitals and that's where i sent the arrow and i just i just do not understand Mm. it is rough yeah we've got lots of theories we've watched the video i don't know how many hundred times but it is what it is, and it's it's not easy, but it's reality. And and I mean, you you didn't do anything wrong. It's like I told you yesterday, you did everything right, and it didn't work out. And um, I think that buck's not gonna live. No. And we did everything in our power to recover that deer. Yeah. So I mean, that's looked, what we can do. I looked. A lot today. Yeah. And I just have no... I looked on Onyx and looked at deer trails from the creek bottom. I've looked, you know, obviously along the creek bottom. And the easiest 
path and then I've looked at you know is he trying to circle back to a certain cut and I just can't I don't know can't come up with anything wow that's that stings and that's you know it's the harsh reality but the memory can still be cherished the neat thing about what we do is you have that encounter yeah not to not to make light of the situation and the fact that you know you yeah. didn't recover but the, you do have that encounter of of being able to execute that stock as you planned it the way you planned it and be in that position I mean, you were the one that said, come to the ridge with the decoy when I do the windmill, you know, the, the windmill. Yeah. Of, and, and what happened? The windmill of death is what that is. Okay. Well, <laughs> well he did exactly what you thought. Yeah. You know, and that's, all of that was Yeah, and it's super, line. I mean, a lot of it maybe is not hard to understand, but that's all like animal psychology and understanding what he's going to do for what reason and I that's what I think is so cool about it and I just it's just a bummer that I I feel like I executed exactly how I needed to and it just for some reason it didn't didn't work out yeah 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 bummer no doubt about it but you live to hunt another day and today was another day. We're going to take a step back now from this podcast that we did. Come to find out it's pretty long. And we want to break it up, make it more manageable. So this will be the first of a two-part. Um, we're, we're through most of the somber moment, moments of the, of the hunt, but uh, I think it's important uh, to explain how things really are. So as always... We're going to step away, encourage you to listen to part two of Nebraska Deer, and uh, we want to encourage you to find what wild place inspires you, go out and embrace it.